Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters welcome back to Jannah talk with your host Ahmed Rehan this is a beautiful beautiful episode we are discussing here Surat Al-Qashi'ah number 88 it's a very common recited one it's one that I've memorized from a young age and I've been reciting it now for many decades and not known the full meaning behind it and it's always great to get a refresher on surahs that we recite all the time and actually know the, the deeper meaning, the tafsir, the understanding behind the surah, why it was revealed, when, what is the story behind it. So this is a very, yeah, this is a very popular one. So it's number, if you look it on your Quran or on your app, it's number 88, surah 88. So you can also follow through as we go through it just now. And we'll go through the, the meaning of it, which is, it means the overwhelming event. The overwhelming event, it talks about here, the punishment, how to save ourselves from the punishment, when and up until what time we can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness, that on the day of judgment, there will be no, we don't have to account for anything after we pass away. That's why we should seek forgiveness whilst we're still here in this world. Up until what time does that gate of forgiveness close and the size of the gate of forgiveness so we discuss all of that in here and i'm just it was just a pleasure this episode i really really enjoyed it and yes i hope you do as well inshallah so we'll play the intro and then we'll get straight into the episode and i hope you take away some knowledge and some understanding that you could share with your family and friends So, the big question is this, how do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية صدق الله العظيم سورة الغاشية is the 88th surah of the Quran and the word Al-Ghashiyah means the overwhelming event this verse, this surah has 26 verses and it was uh, it's a Makki surah revealed in Makkah Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim with the name of Allah the all merciful, the very merciful 
Hal ataka hadithul ghashiya Has there come to you the description of the overwhelming event? Has it has there come to you has there come to you the description of the overwhelming event? Hal ataka hadithul ghashiya so this is referring to the Day of Judgment that uh, it will be overwhelming and then everyone will be worried, concerned about the outcome of their actions, their deeds what will be decided Hal ataka hadithul Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that there's going to be two types of groups of people one of them would be Wujuhun Yawma Idin Many faces that day will be humbled. Many faces that day <coughs> will be humbled. Another attribute of them would be Amilatun Nasiba. Laboring exhausted. Laboring exhausted. So one category of people on the day of judgment. Their faces will be humbled. So, khoshia means um, humbled, meaning that out of humility, out of humility, their faces will be lowered. Because in this dunya, when they were meant to uh, prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they didn't. Rather, they, they stood up straight with their back straight, uh, you know. Uh, in opposition to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now on that day they'll be humiliated because the reality will be that the, the reality will be apparent in front of that yeah, yes there is Allah, there is a creator and there is a day of judgment so it's mentioned that in, in the Quran that we, we rather humble ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today in this dunya rather uh, having to face the humility on the day of judgment like Allah says, one place in the Quran, Khashiatan Abasarum Tarhakum Dilla, Wakadakanu Yudauna Ilas Sujudi Wahum Salimu. And the hereafter their eyes will be lured out of humility. And Watarhakuhum Dilla and they will feel disgraced. Allah Akbar. When they were invited towards or when they were called towards prostration in this dunya. They obey Allah, fall in sujood, uh, read your salah, and so on. And all the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were perfect. They were, they, were, they, were, they were resting. They were at peace. They said, look, we don't need to do any of this. Now on the day of judgment, the, when, the, when everyone's fallen in prostration, and they are wanting to go in prostration, and the reality has opened up in front of them, now their backs will be erected and they will not be able to prostrate. So that's one category of people that their faces will be um, uh, humbled and humiliated. Aamilatun nasiba. Aamila means laboring and nasiba means exhausted. So Aamila means the ones who strive, struggle, they, they, they endure hardships. Yeah? And they exhaust themselves. They exhaust themselves. So this is referring to that category of people that they do try to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, but their methods are completely wrong 
is, um, is, is not in accordance to Islam. It's not in accordance to the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rather, um, the, rather, these people adopt their own methods. So people of other religions, they are, they're going through hardships, thinking, okay, this, this will be rewarding for us. But it's baseless. It doesn't have no basis. This form of worship doesn't have no basis in Islam, in Deen, or it's not uh, guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to adopt this method. Hence why it doesn't carry any reward or benefit. So all this then goes to is nothing but uh, enduring hardship and exhausting oneself because a person will only uh, get something on their struggles and their efforts if the one, their aqeedah, their belief is correct in Allah and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the method they adopt is of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Just say one believes in Allah but his method is not that of uh, what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam advised. He's reading Salah the way he wants to read Salah, not in the manner that Rasulullah Sallallahu advised us. Then this, uh, this will merely be an exercise and it will be exhaustion. It will not um, carry any reward or benefit for the hereafter. So these people, their faces, this category of people, their faces will be lowered out of humiliation. They will be laboring, so they are working hard, but it's nothing but exhaustion. Allahu Akbar. Regarding uh, Umar Farooq, so Hassan Basri, one of the Tabeens, narrates that Umar, when he went travel to Sham, Syria, so he saw, um, he saw a priest of, um, from, from amongst the, um, the followers of Injil. Who was extremely old and he was striving hard, exercising, um, struggling in worship. And he, put, he was striving and struggling so much that, you know, his, fa his face, um, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't in a pleasant um, state. His body was all dry, his clothing were, um, his clothing were in the best. Now when Umar saw him, then he started to he started to weep. Umar started to weep. The people asked him that why are you crying for? So Umar said that, that I'm I'm feeling sympathetic towards this elderly gentleman. But this poor person is striving and struggling and putting so much effort in. But that effort, the goal that he's trying to achieve, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa he's not achieving it. So it's baseless this effort and it's pointless. And then after this, Umar anhu recited these two verses, So when the belief isn't correct and the method isn't correct, then the, the actions don't carry any weight. And then it's mentioned Tasla Naran Hamia. Allah So this category of people they will enter into the scorching fire. Tasla Naran Hamia. They will enter into the scorching fire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us all from being from this category. And grant us the Wurian consent for the rest of humanity to make effort behind every individual so that they can be saved from this. 
So the the fire to be naturally warm, that's the, 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 by nature, that's the condition of the fire. However, to add hamia onto it, an adjective onto naran here, is to explain that this this fire of Jahannam is going to be extraordinary. It's not going to be like the fire of this world. And this hamia is going to be our permanent fire. Tasla naran hamia. Then Allah says, Tusqa min aynin aniya. Verse number five, they will be made to drink from a boiling spring. Tusqa min aynin aniya. They will be made to drink from a boiling spring. Tusqa min aynin aniya. Allahu Akbar. It says, Laysa lahum ta'amun illa min dhariya. We can just imagine where this boiling, you know, a boiling spring. Sometimes you you unknowingly drink something thinking that it might be cool but it was actually very hot and we end up burning our tongue but imagine the only drink whenever a person wants to drink is going to be boiling hot Allah Akbar the kind of pain a person will go through so we rather we rather go through the hardship of going against our passions our desires um, opposing shaitan and our nafs, our ego in this dunya and uh, having an easy life in the hereafter in comparison to doing as we please here committing any sins that we like to commit living a lustful life and a life of our pleasure and you know and then having this kind of a treatment in hereafter the choice is for every intellectual person to make for themselves then Allah Ta'ala says لَيْسَ لَهُمْ طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ ضَرِيعٌ there will be no food for them except from a thorny plant there will be no food for them except from a thorny plant ضَرِيعٌ means a thorny plant Allah Akbar so ضَرِيعٌ uh, is a kind of a plant that which exists in this dunya as well in this world no animal goes near it because because of its thorns and it has a, a bad smell to it and poisonous thorns so even animals don't go near it so how would this plant exist in jahannam so this is uh, this doubt should not occur here because the same creator the same master who can create these things from water and air in this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power to nourish these plants or these trees in jahannam from fire Allahu akbar Another question comes that in certain other parts of the Quran some other plants are mentioned uh, that will be given to the people of Jahannam uh, like the words of Zakum, Ghislin, Dari' So are these different different plants um, or are they just the one? So where so it seems like in this verse it seems like they will only be given from the from the thorny plant from Dariyah. So now about the verses in which it says they will be given from Zakum, they will be given from Ghislin. 
So they're saying that <clears throat> what Allah Ta'ala is trying to emphasize here is Illa min dharir is not negating the zakum and the ghislin, the other two types of plants that they will be given from Jahannam. All, the, all these three different types of plants will be there. Here they're actually trying to uh, take away by, by emphasizing dharir here, the thorny plant is trying to um, uh, is trying to take away the 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 the, the tasty foods of this dunya, and in the food that they used to have in this dunya, they will not be having that. Rather, instead, they'll be having plants like dharir, ghislin, and zukum to eat there. Allah says about this plant uh, and this food: La yusminu wa la yughni min jur. That that will uh, neither nourish nor satisfy hunger. This plant will neither nourish nor satisfy hunger. La yusminu wa la yughni min So some disbelievers of Makkah, when they heard about this plant of dharir, the thorny plant, this, they said, look, this plant actually benefits our camels. When they eat from this plant, they become they nourish from it and they become healthier and but then this is in response to that okay this uh, the plant of jahannam the dhari, the thorny plant of jahannam will will not be like the plant of this dunya that from which you will nourish and you will gain any strength from or you gain any weight from rather it will be such that um, it will not even uh, quench one's thirst and neither will it satisfy their hunger. La yusminu wa la yugni min So this is one category of people. Uh, that's why we can understand Allah, why Allah has named uh, one name of the judgment Al-Ghashiyah, the overwhelming event. So to get ourselves cleared from this category, we have... Uh, we have so many opportunities to sincerely repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to better our actions any rights which are related to human beings to ask to sincerely ask for forgiveness if, if there are any Jews upon us then to pay off whatever we need to pay off or bring into writing get the matters cleared get our will in place and so on all these things are very very important that we have our matters clear with Allah clear with human beings as well if, if you hurt anyone's feelings verbally physically then uh, to ask for forgiveness have everything forgiven so that nothing's pending for hereafter nothing's pending for that moment when our eyes close when the eyes close we don't know so every second of our life, we really need to be prepared um, for the the day of judgment, because as soon as our eyes close, that's the life of hereafter now started. Allahu Akbar. So the the gates of repentance are wide open, and they are open until malam yugharghir, until the soul starts to depart from the body. As soon as the soul depart starts to depart from the body, then it's too late. And the gates of repentance are so vast, so vast, that the size, the size of the gate is from the east to the west. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to forgive us. And one hadith is mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spreads his hands during the day 
for the sinners of the night. Those who have committed crime of Allah during the night, they return to Allah during the day and Allah has his hands spread so that he is willing to forgive them. And the sinners of the day, they turn to Allah during the night and Allah has his hands spread then at that time to forgive the sins of the day. This is how kind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And yeah, a person to ask for forgiveness doesn't even have to be in the state of wudu. You know, he can just ask, sincerely ask for forgiveness whenever and however he can. And this shouldn't be delayed. This shouldn't be delayed. Allahu Akbar. Because every other person is just passing away. Uh, just one of our uh, ustads in Pakistan. Um, he was teaching Quran in the morning. He, rather, he was in charge of the entire department of the memorization of the Quran. Hundreds and hundreds of students were studying under his supervision. And subhanAllah, after the class ends, he's, he's on the motorbike. He's sitting behind someone on the motorbike. They're traveling. And all of a sudden, he experiences a heart attack. And there he collapses from the motorbike. And that's him, he's passed away. This, this is life on this. This is life. I'm sat here, whilst I'm sat here, um, I couldn't just pass away. Yeah. No guarantee that I'll be able to see the next minute. Yeah. So always to be prepared and have our sins uh, forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, na'ima." On the other hand, many faces that day will be full of glamour. Many faces on that day will be full of glamour. They will be glooming with light and uh, they will be shining with nur. Well pleased with their endeavour. Well pleased with their endeavour. Because the efforts that they put in was, was in accordance to the command of Allah SWT. Their beliefs were correct. And their actions were in accordance with the Sunnah of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hence why they will be happy there. What has Allah kept for them? Fi jannatin aliyah. In a lofty garden. In a lofty garden. Fi jannatin aliyah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. La tasma'u fiha laghiya. In which they will not hear any absurd talk. In which they will hear, in which they will not hear any absurd talk, any foolish gossip, anything that can hurt a person. There will be any kind of swear words, any kind of slandering or taunting or accusations, backbiting or um, hurtful uh, gossips. The Jannah will be free from any such conversations. This is what Allah says in another place of the Quran. They will not hear in Jannah anything which is useless or anything uh, which is sinful. So accusing someone and saying hurtful things which can cause grief to others. Uh, this is not the attributes of people of Jannah. So we should try to avoid, we should certainly avoid these kind of conversations in the dunya which may uh, hurt other people's feelings. Because the people of, the people of Jannah, 
uh, they won't have any such conversations over there so we need to practice from now in this dunya that from my tongue and from my hands no one should be harmed Al-Muslimu man saliman nasu min lisanihi wa yadi One hadith Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says human beings that the true believer a Muslim is he that all people all people regardless of faith regardless of religion are safe from their the harm of this person's hands and of his tongue and it physically and verbally will not hurt them so we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah grants all the attributes of the people of Jannah Ameen Insha'Allah you enjoyed that episode and gained benefit please join us in our Facebook group by clicking the link which is in the bio of this episode in there you'll find over 350 muslims we're sharing information knowledge how to better our deen family tips and photos relating to this episode as well until then i'll speak to you in the group assalamu alaikum